Hey guys, it's Cody from the show. If you enjoy listening to this and play fantasy football, I'm going to try to do a live call-in show on Facebook Live and YouTube starting this Thursday at 6.30 Central Time, right before the Bears-Packers game. So if you like fantasy football, tune in to Set Your Lineup coming soon to Facebook Live and YouTube. And call in and I will answer any of your questions or just call in and talk shit about the Bears-Packers game. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Reboots and Dragons. This is movie number five. Just a quick little uh, recap. So we're uh, jumping to movie number five. We haven't finished Dragnet yet because of circumstances outside of our control. But we promise you guys we will finish that arc up. Today with me, I've got returning cast from the Terminator episode. Four of my best friends are here. Three of them were in my wedding. One of them's my best man. I'm really excited to have them here today, and I'm very grateful that they were able to pull this together in the last second. These guys are some fucking bosses, and I'm going to introduce them to you. The first one to my right is... Hi, my name's Bill, and my favorite color is blue. Hello, my name's Shane, and my favorite food is taquitos. Hi, my name's Jason, and I was not in a wedding. Hey, this is Nem. I didn't prepare a fact. Hi, this is Cody. I also was at Adam's wedding. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in that awkward intro. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So I guess we're just going to go right into the episode. So the scene opens up in a desert with a boy riding a donkey up to a huge temple. The scorching sun is at its highest point in the horizon. Oh, are we allowed to make a guess yet? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess if you want. Uh, fifth element? Yeah. yeah. Fifth yeah. element. <laughs> I feel like I looked around, yeah. though. Everyone had it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I'm just going to pause this real fast. I believe someone actually had guessed that on the second It was photo. Jason. Yeah. It was Jason. So technically, I think you you were giving out a... Yeah, a I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. The ass threw me off a little bit. That's no, you can't give it out a hint. That's an ass. That, All right. Yeah. That, ass, that ass is in a deleted scene. Um, so it's not in actual... Off. Yeah. It's not an actual like scene. That's why I put it in there. But and you were pretty fucking good about that. But yeah, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just go into it now then. Um, <laughs> so I'm stealing the uh, the perk from Terminator. So you're gonna get the when the the boss attacks you, you're gonna get Kill it's a gonna horse. be a, it's gonna be a disadvantage. No, no, no horse killing. <laughs> this is a little you more can't high. Stop it. And also, yeah, yeah. you cannot say there's no horse killing or else we're going to go out of the way. The only way to prevent horse killing is to not have any horses in this episode. There is literally probably won't be because it's like a high. Oh, no, no. I am a paladin with the fine steed spell. Okay, well, you're going to have to kill your own teammate's horse then if you want to kill a fucking horse. Can can I change my perk to gaining 30 hit points every time I kill a horse? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. It was worth a shot. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really bad at the keeping secrets, guys. So, like, yeah. Like, (laughs) I give away too many spoilers. But anyways, so we'll go back into the description. The scene opens up in a desert with a boy riding a donkey up to a huge temple. 
The scorching sun is at its highest point in the horizon, and it seems as if it's soaking up everything in sight. The boy arrives to the cheers of his friends waiting on the steps. The boy enters the temple, and inside is two human men looking at ancient drawings on the walls. No one hears the boy enter, and he sees one of his friends who is responsible for reflecting the sunlight into the temple, falling asleep. He attempts to whisper to him, Aziz, Aziz. The boy remains asleep. Then a deep yell comes from the older man looking at the drawings. Aziz, light! The boy gets shaken awake. The young boy who entered the temple continues gazing at the work of the other two men. And suddenly, a hooded man appears behind him and silences his gasp. He tells him to leave. The man then approaches the two men as they are discussing what they think the drawings say. They notice him and can tell he's a dear old friend. The older archaeologist mentions to him that he's discovered what the writings say. A number of elements are involved. The man removes his hood and has a nervous look on his face and says that they should toast to the ark and, and sleight of hand drops a vial of liquid inside. The older archaeologist says, no way, and asks his apprentice to bring the wine he has in his pack. As soon as he leaves, a giant airship lands directly outside of the temple. The only problem is, airships haven't been invented yet. Out come what are called ether gaunts. I'm going to show you guys what these things look like. We don't want to get into Okay, so I D&D-ified the uh, Mondo Shawans, but this is what they look like. Oh, dude, I love your picture. They're called. They're basically uh, somebody. Somebody D and D'ified them. D and D'ified the Mondo Shawans. Like a crazy-looking bug. Creature. They're like they thinner. They're basically thinner versions. They That's a again. great statue. Wait, did you do, you? do you have um, that from a website? Because we should totally reference that if you wanted yeah, to bring yeah, it up definitely. on the show. Put it on the wiki. Yeah. So they oh, they look, look like that. that. They oh, they're nice. basically skinny Sick. versions of the Mondo Shawans. Nice, nice. Outcome what are called ether gaunts. Hailing from the ethereal plane are a group that call themselves the Kenzai, but are more collectively known to others at the ether, as the ether gaunts. Tall and emaciated beings, ether gaunts are a purely alien species that seek to purge themselves of all emotion. Their shrewd and scientific methods have led them to tremendous advances in arcane lore and technology, but also to spurning the gods themselves. Ethergaunts have created and maintained a society built on the premises by which they live. Stature is bestowed based on the extent to which an individual has purged themselves of useless emotions. The typical ethergaunt stands about 8 feet tall and resembles a horribly emaciated humanoid, with average males weighing around 200 pounds and females 180. Its, its neck juts out from its chest, creating a large hump where a human neck would be and resulting in a hunchback posture. An ethergon's face is a mass of various sensory organs surrounding a lamprey maw, but is usually covered by a two-part mask that gives it a vaguely humanoid shape. A mask is essential to an ethergon's survival in almost any environment outside their home plane. The tendrils that allow the ethergon to sense its surroundings snake out from behind the mask. The color of this mask and the ethergaunt's other attire varies between red, white, and black. 
this color is indicative of their personal power, essentially cementing the Ethergaunt's culture into a structured caste system. An Ethergaunt with red is of the lowest caste, white is considered middle caste, and Ethergaunts with black are of the highest caste. These five that have left the airship are black as the night. The previously hooded man kneels before the approaching Ethergaunts, saying, Master, he was about to discover everything, but I have the situation under control. The professor, looking shocked and awed by everything, asks, Are you some kind of orcs? And in an orcish, he says, Nalrukuk I lat do lat spika pashei. I hope I pronounced all that right. Which is, Who are you? Do you speak in common? To which the ether gaunt raises a hand as if to silence him. And the old archaeologist goes to sleep and falls to the ground with a solid thump. The leader of the Ethergaunts speaks to the old man and says, Servant, you and a thousand gods before you, you have done your work well, but we have to recover the elements. War will soon engulf your planet. We must keep them safe. He inserts the key into the wall and goes in and gathers several stones. The apprentice, who came back with a bottle of wine, notices his master out cold in the entrance of the room with the stones. He yells out to the ether gaunts and the cloaked man, You murderers! You killed my master! As he aims his crossbow at the leader of the ether gaunts, No, please! You don't understand! You don't want to do this! says the hooded man, and they start approaching him. Very slowly, as the Ethergaunt's pace is very labored and steady. The apprentice walks back and trips over some tools and triggers his crossbow, and immediately the doors to the Black Temple start closing. The cloaked man hurries to the entrance and begins waving his masters on, urging them to hurry before the, deals, the doors seal shut. Master, please, hurry before the doors close! The Ethergaunt's move as fast as they can, but it's clear they're too far inside to make it out. Go. Protect the stones. War is coming. The evil will be here. The cycle of 5,000 years will be soon. Protect them and pass it forward to be ready. And he reaches a hand out just before the doors close. And in its hand, the key is just outside of the doors and it crushes the hand with a sickening crunch. The airship leaves shortly after. Fast forward around 500 years. There's a group of wizards observing the approach of a dark energy from the ethereal plane. The great evil has appeared but cannot yet cross into Earth's plane. They have the king of the Earth realm in the same room observing. He's a distant relative of a character you have all met. His name is Alibias. Kofax. <laughs> the wizards there were witness to the Ethergaunts attempting to deliver the stones to the Earth Realm when they were ambushed by a group of hobgoblins hired by another distant relative, Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg Toscobble. <laughs> the king of the realm is informed, however, that the stones were not 
at the crash site, but were given to the Ethergons, to someone they could trust, the diva Palavaguna, who will be performing on the easily accessible plane of Floston Paradise for a cruise. The scene opens up with the characters waking up in their shared apartment. All right. <laughs> now, everybody, you can introduce yourselves, starting with Lumbar Nemanja. I'm Lumbar, a proud Loxodon turned samurai after my recent trip to Orthadanor. I came back to Sinath Umbar looking to train in the ways of the monks of the East one of these days. I am Joseph, a furbolg druid being lost in the Underdark for many years. I found a cavern to the land of the lost and saw many strange creatures. I prefer to speak little and take the form of animals. This unit's designation is PN0-C10. I am 375 cycles old. After completing my prime directive, I have wandered to this strange place in search of new purpose. I am Remus, the Osmerian monk, who is comfortably in the corner of the couch. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, me, Cody, who's usually uh, DMing, but back in the speed episode, I, pr- I made a promise that I'm going to come back one of these days and play a Scientologist paladin. And so I created Brogmir, Brogmir the Red, who grew up in the corn labyrinths of Nebraska and s- went out west with his uncle Mooby and found a church that set him on his way to greatness. And I guess now he's with the rest of you guys, and I don't know why yet, so let's find out. A quick recap for that. Uh, We got PN0-C10. That is Bill. He's playing a Warforged juggernaut. We got Joseph, who's played by Shane, and he is a druid. Furlborg Druid. We got Remus as an Asimar monk. That is played by Jason. Lumbar, the Luxodon elephant person thing. That's played by Nemanja. And Cody is playing Bragmir, the Minotaur Paladin. So the scene opens up and you guys are basically waking up in your shared apartment. In this world, we're bringing back eye stones, which are basically, it's an iPhone. It's just, let's just fucking put it out there. It's an iPhone. You can't do movies anymore. Everything has communication devices. It's It's just the easiest way to communicate, the easiest way to get quests, that kind of thing. So basically you guys can communicate via a stone that is like a telepathic message kind of spell thing. So you guys are basically just hanging out. Go ahead and, uh, you know, introduce yourselves if you want. Guys, who ate my peanut butter? Don't look at me. Rogmere. You left your peanut butter unattended for 26 hours on the counter. You had told me you would put it away. (laughs) So did you eat? I thought you don't need to eat. (laughs) I assumed it was refuse because you were not using it. It is in the trash compactor. I'm going to have to go do an audit over this one. I am feeling a lot of entheta over this one. I'm going to have to come back. After a long self-audit. All right, everyone. I put down my focus band that I got on my journey. You all know how it's important to me. Where? Who took it? This keeps happening. It's not funny. I need it. 
ties the outfit together. <sighs> Good morning. What is this thing in my... <sighs> is this... Why is it wet? Oh. Just, I may just, have been... just, all right, just give it. There you go. Ridiculous. Biological creatures are known to produce sweat. Hey, you know what? That's enough. It could also be urine. Thank you for that. I didn't. You're welcome. I'm going to take another bath. Perhaps you would like to see an example of charismatic megafauna. And I wild shape into an elk inside the, a giant elk inside the apartment and just curl up and lay down in the corner. Oh, Joseph, you are beautiful and wise. Pino is going to immediately start vacuuming the area around the elk. Okay. You guys hear all of a sudden a knock on the door, like really hurry. And what it do you do? It appears as though someone is trying to break into the apartment. They keep knocking. I I, I go oh, to the door and I'm like, noise. "Who is it? I was almost done getting rid of all my engrams." Uh, you hear a girl's voice, and she goes, "Please help." I. I I immediately open the door and I'll be like, I'm always here to help. Here, grab the under these two ends of this e-meter and I will get back to what's really causing your pain. She doesn't care what you're saying. She just busts right in and slams the door shut. You can. She's breathing heavy. She's scared. She has um, orange, reddish hair, very bright. She's dressed in what looks like a hospital type of gown. Um, and she starts speaking in this crazy language. Is she a human in this story? Okay. Do we recognize the language? Oh. No, you don't, unless you can speak celestial. <laughs> I think celestial? a celestial <laughs> dude's over here, right? While uh, trying to take a nap on the couch, I wake up and... Oh, I speak celestial! Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was oh. going to select celestial oh, as a language, okay. but instead I picked undercommon. Jason just got railroaded a little bit. But... Yeah, no, we both got celestial, and you're at the door, actually, so... <laughs> So what did she say? I, I did understand it. <laughs> okay, so she basically states that uh, she woke up in a very strange facility and broke out because everyone was trying to detain her, ran out, and jumped out of, out of a building, landed on the ground, and ran to the first place she could find, which was you guys. Our apartment? Yeah. Awesome. Lombard steps out of the shower. What's wrong with this creature? I believe it may require extermination. No, no, no. She doesn't need extermination. She just, she has a lot of bad engrams. And through a couple hour audit session, I'm pretty sure we could get to the bottom of this and maybe clear, clear up what's causing her real pain in life. All right, Brogmere, we've, we've talked about this. We don't always have a couple hours, but I do respect your choices. And you are free to exercise whatever you'd like. Thanks. I always say you're not an SP. The, thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, 
the new woman that enters, uh, she basically just runs behind a couch and tries to hide. Within seconds, you hear another. Open up, police. So I assume we all kind of look at each other. The authorities have arrived. I wild shape. I go back into human. Hearing the authorities, not interested in stirring anything up there. Open up, police, or we will breach the door. Meta, I am. This is the first time ever in D anD D history I've played lawful good. Am I supposed to side with law on this? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have no reason Fuck. not to trust them, right? So, but remember, when you say when you say lawful, it just means you follow a code. Yeah, yeah. I guess Scientology, mean you in the law. Scientology totally breaks countries' laws. Yeah, and you definitely—they definitely don't respect the authorities. Mostly, so she's correct. gonna she's gonna say again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll. I'm doing an insight check. Okay. So that'd be a twenty on insight. Does she seem like she's on the level? I know I've seen this movie a million times. I'm just <laughs> seems like she's on the level. What does that mean? Is her is her claim for help legit? Does she oh like yeah, she's person? shaking. She's, she's literally shaking. shaking and sweating. Right. I take a uh, I take a, like a throw blanket and I just throw it over, her and then I go to open the door. Okay, I'll also um, I'll step in front of her, being a very large creature to block the view. She went to hide behind the couch, so she's okay in that regard. I just met, met naturally up, met up for a second. As a as a living construct, mm-hmm. Pino is incapable of lying. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up. Okay, well, this will go well. I got that factored in. So. Okay, cool. So I, I open the door. It's like, what seems to be the problem, officer? We are looking for an escaped patient. No we one's... have tracked her to this area. Have you seen her? She has red, orange hair. No, all we have in here is a bunch of extremely large people in a really small room. All right, roll um, persuasion. Uh, can you give me the fill horn? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what was your actual response? Or, like, did you not say it yet? Like, did you just roll, or did you like no, say no, something? No, I, then... I said that um, it's no one in here except for us, extremely okay. large people, because we, because it's just a bunch of seven foot tall roommates and someone who's six foot. You said, yep. <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of large people in a small room. Basketball so you just rolled a one on that? Yes, I did. I have, I do have some pluses on there, but I don't think it's going to be enough. No, no. If you roll a one, like it's it's over. It's over. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody, hands up. Um, just quick, you know, like passive perception. How many people are here, like in the hallway? Oh, there's five officers. There's five officers. Yeah. Cool. How big's the doorway? Um, I'd say it's it's average and normal. It's a probably like by f- five by ten. All right, cool. So by rules of D and D, the seven foot tall person, they're not really getting it unless they push their way through me, and I don't think they're doing that. So, you guys. Take that into consideration for what's happening next. <laughs> well, he's telling you guys, hands up. Do you have a warrant? <laughs> uh, he pulls out a like almost like a tablet that uh, has moving pictures on it. This is 
way in the future. So this is like uh, you got to think <laughs> so, of like so when we say high we're fantasy. Doing, <laughs> we're D and D in the future. Yeah. Um, and he shows a picture of Lilu, uh, the orange-haired girl, on her. Uh, uh, she's right at, right there on the screen. But does it? But does it say that you have the right to search our premises? And he attempts to backhand you. So roll initiative. I'm going to give you guys the opportunity. He's going to literally get pissed. The oh. cops are assholes here. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing my character the way I would. Because you know one thing about Scientology? You can say this about them. They have lawyers. 18. 13. 19. 12. 9. Also, Brogmir, would you say I'm within... 18 was for Lumbar. Five feet of you. Uh, how big is this apartment? Because I was led to believe this is a really small apartment. No, it's it's decently sized, but there's going to be trouble for the officers to all attack you guys sure, at once. Sure. But my assumption it, is the I shower... I have an aura it, protection. I think he's asking about that. Oh, no. Or no. Oh, that's I, not what you're asking? Oh. I'm, right, so I'm assuming I was going to the shower, and in my mind, it's kind of by the front door. If it's a small apartment, it's usually kind of right there, and you go in. So maybe I'm within five feet of him if I was in the bathroom, right? Yes. Okay. It's, this is just more for if we're doing an actual tactical battle, how big is the room? Just Can like, one person block the door? Yeah. Can we well, choke you point them at the door? You have disadvantage on that slap if I'm within okay. five feet. I'm uh, protection fighting style. Well, oh, really? Martial style. Yeah. So Stand he gets, on me forever. Yeah. You so he gets disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. I've learned so much, man. Just always stand by me. Well, that's what just I'm wondering. Me. If they're escalating it to a fight or they're just trying to use force to break through. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how far we want to escalate it mm-hmm. and how quickly. And Aggressive that's actions detected. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Clap. Tra- no, that's Borderlands. That's a clap trap. Okay. Clap so. Piano. Kryptonesia. Okay, so the officers rolled pretty high on initiative, so they're all going to bust in um, and push you out of the way. No. Strength you have to do it. you can do a strength check yes. on that. <laughs> do they get disadvantage on strength checks, just hypothetical? Oh, no. Because I have protection, just... You'd say that that's an athletics. Is that right? a la- athletics? Okay, cool. Because yeah. <laughs> I rolled a three, but I have a plus eight in athletics, yeah. so at least that's 11. <laughs> oh, no, they rolled a 19. Okay. Well, I'm just saying at least with athletics, that's a uh, uh, that gives me a fighting chance. Mm. I can't believe I bl- rolled a three on that. That's bullshit. So they bust in and push you out of the way. Um, hey, sir, that's not nice. Brogmir, and basically... Um, they're going to try to attack you. Uh, what, the first officer is going to attack you. He gets disadvantage. He does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've because of protection fighting style. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. get voice down. Do you want a little oh, box or that, something? Yeah, that's definitely a miss. Okay. Uh, so the, the first officer misses. Um, next up is uh, Brogmir. <sighs> so... <laughs> So this looks hostile, but I'm also lawful good, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to uh, straight up start attacking them. I'm going to try to defuse the situation before it goes too far. Yes, I failed a persuasion check, but I, they don't see her in here yet, so they're just coming in here. So I'm going to try to persuade them one last time, but also as an action, I'm going to cast a... Uh, oh, that's a bonus action, too. I could actually do a real action. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to attack them yet. I'm going to cast uh, Shield of Faith on myself, and then it's going to be really hard for you to hit me now. Uh, 
So, so I have shield of faith on, and then I'm going to roll a persuasion check, and I'm going to be like, fellas, fellas, there's no reason for violence. So real quick, mm-hmm. because you rolled a one, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you b- persuade them. They're not going to believe you. You can try it again, but I would say that's well, it. If I roll a nat 20, does this work? Um, I would say beat a 15. If you can beat a 15, I'll okay. let you persuade them. It was that a 15 with modifiers? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just rolled an 18 plus modifiers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to have to search this place. Everybody, against the wall. Just so you know, I am from the great church of Scientology, and I don't want to put it in a soft way, but we have a lot of litigation skills. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? I just told you get against the fucking wall. Oh, I'm against the wall. I'm seven foot tall. I can't not be against the wall of this apartment. It's a loft. This loft. (laughs) (laughs) What he's trying to say is, if anything about this is not in the books, this won't end well for you. Maybe we can settle this in a more reasonable way. We're not harboring anything, if that's what you're asking. All I'm trying to say is, do you own a boat? Because I've always wanted to own a boat. Might not be the best time. (laughs) What are you even talking about? Get against the wall. We're going to search this place. Everyone put your weapons down. Basically, I don't feel like I ever pulled out a weapon. (laughs) Basically, the next officer is next in initiative. Okay, if you want to go, go. (laughs) He's going to my my turn. He's going to try to charge you. And uh, after I just defuse the situation? Yeah, because you're talking about a boat. He's going to try to subdue you. Okay, go for it. Just him or all of us? Just him. Okay. Uh, so, so what was he exactly trying to do, though? Is, is he attacking me, or is he trying to grapple? He, he's gonna try to like charge you with a baton. So he's doing a straight up attack, like char- kind of slam you against the wall. But is it an attack or is it a contest? Is what I'm asking. I'd, I could, yeah, it could be a contest. Yeah. God damn you! <laughs> that would be a fourteen. Yeah, this is eighteen. Sixteen plus two. Mm-hmm. So he basically kind of pins you. I'm not you. resisting. I'm not resisting. Brutality, brutality. I guess basically uh, that would be whoever's next is uh, Lumbar. If you want to do anything. Yeah, I mean, my first priority is to try to get him off, um, to try to get him off Brogmir. No, no, no. I'm not resisting. I'm I, I'm, I'm, going like, He's trying I'm to playing lawful this. good. I'm trying to get yeah. out of this without breaking any laws. <laughs> But you're being pushed, so I'm thinking I'll try to... Okay, I mean, it's up to you. You play you. I'm just telling you right now, I the way I see it, I'm not in trouble yet. Okay. Um, They're not super strong, so... So what's the layout? How many of them are in the apartment now? All, All five. five. All five? Okay. And they're blocking the entrance. Ah, <sighs> give me a sec. Real quick meta question. What floor are we on? Uh, you guys are on the second floor, so there mm-hmm. is an elevator. How big of a building? Because in the movie, this is like a really tall yeah. building. Yeah. And also, is there a window? Right. There is. Cool. <laughs> okay. So it's like 16. Well, if we're on the second floor, it's like what? Like 10, 12 feet down? Yep. Something, and I want to let out a big kind of meaty elephant roar. My character will. Meaty. And try to use that to intimidate him. And yeah. I'll say, give me a sec. Sirs, we are not looking for trouble. And then I, well, maybe not a roar, but I just kind of posture because that doesn't flow. Let's do intimidation. Yeah, got a solid five. 
I think that's int- pretty intimidating. It's fucking net twenty. <laughs> um, yeah, he does not care at all what you're doing, and he goes to charge. The next officer goes to charge you and uh, push you against the wall as well and uh, grapple you. Okay. So this will be a contest. Okay. So that was my whole turn. Then. Okay. Grapple. What do I do? Athletics. No, I mean you, that was that could be considered a bonus action, so you could. Right, so attack. I can I can see him. He's like charging at me, so I can try to like grab him. Sure. Right, presuming he's just a humanoid. He's trying. Yeah, he's, he's trying to grab feet. you. So you have to fight. You can either use uh, acrobatics or athletics to fight a grapple. Oh, so he's actually okay. Well, let's use athletics to fight the grapple. Because I don't think I can just swing at him. Eleven. Yeah, he 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 fails. Um, he fails trying to grapple you. He basically charges you, and uh, tries to pin you. And what do you do to stop him? Because he fails. So I I take my my loxodon hands and then just kind of grab him. Because I imagine he's small and he's trying to charge like a two hundred seventy five three hundred seventy five pound elephant person. So I just kind of grab him, and then I get menacingly close with my with my trunk. Um, and then I say, sir, whatever you're looking for is not here. I guess that's that's it. So you're grappling him now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, after that is uh, Remus. As I stand up from the couch, I clearly look him straight in the eyes. Gentlemen, this is not what you want to do right now. And that's about it. You're not going to try to attack? No, I have no okay, need to. I think to. everyone so far tried to dis, uh, disabuse this. You want to intimidate them yeah. in, in doing that? Hey, Just, are you, how close are you to me? How far is the couch from the door? Uh, probably like 15 feet. Ah, oh, that's too bad. Just so you know, you guys, these guys are police officers, so they're not going to stop until you're all arrested. But we're, we didn't do anything wrong. Don't worry, I'm up next and this is over. <laughs> again though like that's why i was playing it this way is we technically haven't done anything illegal they just came in illegally into our yeah premises. But, but they're they're dick cops so yeah. they're gonna try dick to cops. arrest you guys based on a suspicion because you failed role and also okay. clarification like imagining police from right now is it i mean these police presumably like the movie are a little bit more all power like they can just come the fuck in and do what the fuck they yep. want mm-hmm. what a society <laughs> police so did you roll intimidation yeah we'll go for it 18 oh man it, with your modifiers is 18 that 18 yeah that's it no all odds right. no nothing no crazy you you beat him you 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 uh you intimidated him uh uh he goes uh hey uh Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, maybe we, we shouldn't fuck with these guys, uh, Sergeant. And the sergeant responds. He goes, "No, no, they're lying. She's in here. We gotta find her." And the next officer goes and attempts to swipe at the elephant man <laughs> with a twelve. Nope. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a no. That's a All right. <laughs> so he goes and takes a big swing with his um with his nightstick and oh, basically um, wait. wait. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, you, it, um, I was gonna say he, but so he swings at me, and it just kind of doesn't do anything against my rough, leathery skin. <laughs> yeah, and basically, he misses. He whiffs. Well, it's more fun this way. <laughs> okay, let him have it. 
Okay. Um, so next up is uh, PN zero. Aggressive action detected. <laughs> Violence is imminent. Attempting to incapacitate attacker. And PNO is going to run over to the police officer who is. Uh, he's going to run over to the police officer that is trying to pin down um, Brogmere. And he's going to grapple the dude. An 11? That misses. Okay. That's fine. He's going to try again. Actually, no. This time he's going to try and shove him out the door. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm rolling like crap. That is a 10. Yeah, that misses. Well, these are these are contests, bro. Oh, these are contests. Yeah. Oh, both of them. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so the, uh, the second attempt uh, succeeds. Okay, so I shove him out the door. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to fire a hand crossbow at the uh, police officer on the ground, or out the door. Uh, and that is a, what was that, seven? No, that was... Okay, so yeah, the coral just flies past him and like lodges in the wall. Okay, but you pushed him outside the door, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is the next officer. Uh, he looks side to side, freaks out, and he's like, "What the? What the hell are you doing? I said you're under arrest." And he goes and tries to charge uh, at uh, PNC, but Brogmir and Lumbar are going to get an attack of opportunity. Oh, wait. Do I technically, guys? Do I want to attack these guys yet? Because I that's feel like, a personal question. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> nothing's happened to me yet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean he's attacking just... your friends and roommates. I mean, ah, fine. I guess I I'm just going to say because, like, my next move, I was actually does an attack of opportunity include a grapple? It could. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then I am going to do. So I have manacles. <laughs> is that considered a grapple to put that on, or is you'd that a have different? To, you'd have to like grapple him and and, and th- then do it. Okay, I'm going to grapple him. I'm going to roll my strength against his the athletics or acrobatics, whatever is better for him. That's a 17 plus 8. 25. <laughs> he got a 10. Cool. I throw my mandicles on him. So you arrest him. Yep. <laughs> he looks down at his wrist and he's like, what the? I will not have this kind of hostility in my place of living. This is where I'm supposed to relieve all of my in theta. <laughs> we okay. are citizens of the world. We do not consent to being talked to this way. You get an attack of opportunity, too. Um, I'm going to just do like an un... Because I don't have my weapon yet. I'm just going to do an unarmed strike, but with my trunk. So that's what... Un- unarmed strike is one... You can one- grapple him with your trunk if you want. The, oh, the other one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just grapple him regularly then. That's the sergeant. Oh, I got him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> really quick, that's a 27. You got a net 20? Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, okay. So <laughs> now, I mean, if, if he can beat a 27, he can still roll. There's no way. Okay. Yeah, he got an 11. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys now have one uh, one guard in manacles, and the uh, sergeant is now being grappled. So the other three officers kind of freak out a little bit, and they go, All right, guys. All right. Um, let's, just, let's just settle down here. Uh, we just wanted to see if... You know, 
This this girl that we're looking for, she got into your apartment. Clearly, clearly you guys are adamant that she's not here. So uh, I guess uh, we'll just uh, take your word for it, and um, we'll leave you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll leave you guys alone. Let's just pretend this never happened. And they all kind of switch a little indicator on their shoulders. That's clearly a camera that was recording the entire situation. <laughs> and uh, they go, All right, um, you guys just don't mind uh, you know, letting us go. We promise uh, we'll, we'll, we'll walk away. We're here. We'll even, we'll even toss our weapons outside first. Just uh, let's, let us go. No, wait, you should, you should leave your weapons in here and then go. All right, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave our weapons in here. And uh, they drop their heavy crossbows on the ground. And uh, the other three officers that are free start backing out the doorway slowly with their hands up. I, I release that cop's uh, manacles and take my manacles back because I want those in my inventory. Okay. <laughs> Do you let go of the one with your trunk? Reluctantly, yeah, but I kind of give him like a look. And then I say, look, I'm sorry it had to go this way, but we get harassed all the time for being just a bunch of large friends. We're just four extremely large roommates in a really small apartment and our small little buddy here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And a toaster. So they, um, they back away slowly and they are now outside of the doorway. There is a way to close the door. If you guys want to close the door, but they're sure, yeah, basically close the door. standing there awkwardly, like with their hands up. Oh, yeah, just like you sirs have a good day. I have to get back to some light reading. It's by L. Ron Hubbard. If you need a good book, he's got like ten thousand of them. I instantly walk up mid conversation and just shut the door <laughs> in his face. Guys, I really think that we. I had a connection there for a second. I could have had another member. The officers seem to have forgotten this red-headed woman. <laughs> Should we remind them? To be honest, I kind of forgot about the red-headed woman. <laughs> All right, I don't know if it's just me, but we need to leave and take the woman with us and see what's actually going on. They're going to be back. They always come back. Well, I guess I wasn't going to do anything later anyways. My peanut butter's gone. I reminded you twice to remove the peanut butter from the counter. I put my name on it and everything. All right, guys, let's focus. We come on. We'll buy peanut butter later. Let's just let's just go. Piano um, is going to remove the blanket from the girl because I'm assuming she's still under there. Yeah, um, and then Lombard kind of walks over because he's naturally predisposed to sort of helping people and making sure things are okay. And I speak to her in Loxodon just because he wonders if she might be able to speak it. Um, and he says. Hey, so do you know why they were looking for you? She responds to you in Loxodon with a perfect Loxodon accent, almost as if uh, she is Loxodon, but you can, it just throws you off, you know, because, but she almost has this like warm uh, aura about her, almost as if she could be some type of special being. And she responds to you. Uh, what was your fucking question? I just, I just. Blanked. Do I know? <laughs> I'm gonna just ask again. Do you know? Do you know why they are looking for you? 
uh, and she responds and locks it on. Yeah, uh, I just I escaped from some type of some type of uh, facility, some some building, and and there was a bunch of, I think they were like scientists. They were trying to 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 study me, and 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 I don't even know. I just I had to run away. I'm looking for for Vito Vito Cornelius. Can you take me to him, Vito Vito Cornelius? So um and then. Right, so Lombard is kind of taken back, um, and then, um, I like I like he nods to her, um, and then I say to the group, guys, I think I think she speaks the truth. She has an honest aura about her. We Can have- I use divine sense on her to see if she's celestial? Yeah, is she celestial. She is. But okay, cool. I just uh, just for context. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we but to- she is a human in human form. <laughs> Last thing I was going to say, we have to protect her. All right, cool. Uh, do you guys uh, want to find this Don Cornelius? Vito Cornelius. Vito Cornelius. God damn it. Who's the, oh, is that the uh, Soul Train? Yeah. <laughs> do you guys want to go find the guy from Soul Train? Uh, do any of us know Vito Cornelius? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but they do have things like uh, directories. I once found a beautiful grove in the white pages perhaps we can find vito cornelius as well i thought that's a fantastic idea oh, this is on you guys <laughs> that is a logical assumption does anyone have a phone directory well, I assume we just do the same thing that everyone does. We leave it on the doorstep for about a year, and then someone eventually takes it. <laughs> we should not open the door until we're ready to go. She just... Okay, and Lilo is... Lilo keeps nodding her head, and she goes, Yes, Vito, Vito Cornelius. She can't speak common. It's very, very broken at this point. Shall we take... A directory from one of our neighbors, perhaps by force. Does anyone have a way to describe uh, to disguise this lady? Pino just puts the blanket over her head. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot recognize this creature now. <laughs> oh, we are going to not be stealthy <laughs> at all. <laughs> Well, um, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going to need, like, I'm going to start. Anyone have, like, a hat? Does anyone have, like, a hat? <laughs> I do have this cloaked robe. I think that would be good. Let's try, <laughs> let's put that on her. What is the structural difference between this cloaked robe Pino, we and don't. the current blanket? <laughs> <laughs> You know, we don't have time to explain the intricacies of fashion, but trust us, my dear friend. Please trust us. It is better. But I respect your that opinion. Is acceptable, but your decision has been noted. Take off my robe and wrap up the uh, redhead that appeared in our apartment. Okay. She takes the robe and uh, puts it over her. And she's basically, like, hooded now and cloaked. I think we should make our way to the stables. 
Wait, really quick. Stables, garage. Um, airship. Um, dock. Dock. Okay. Does it have a lot of horsepower? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <clears throat> Measured knots. I say we hurry and go to the docks and try to find some directories on the way to not hang around the area for too long. Your strategy is acceptable. Thank you, Pino. You're welcome. All right. And uh, with that, we will see uh, if these guys can sneak Lilu out of their apartment building and go and find Cornelius. Uh, I'm Adam Hinos as the DM for this movie. And uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Reboots and Dragons. Come back next week when we will continue the fifth element. We will get back to Dragnet as soon as we can. Also, thank you to Adam for putting this together on such a short notice. Be sure to check out the new shows, set your lineup. Music still done by Brian. Reboots and Dragons, a something street studio production.